It is Thursday, the, I don't know, what, 10th day? What's the date? 10th day of March, 2022. And as I sit here recording this bullshit, it is fucking snowing again. I'm leaving Monday night to go to Las Vegas, and I could not be more excited about it because no fucking snow, hopefully, and probably not cold. That also means no show next week, and unless I happen to uh, get a creative urge that can only be captured by uh, the shitty microphone on the trusty Google Pixel 4a. If I had another recording device, it would probably be... Probably, probably. If you've listened to the show long enough, you've probably picked that up. The word probably, in you know, in the flow of my speaking, my speech, whatever, you know what the fuck I'm getting at. Probably doesn't come out probably 100% of the time. A lot of times, you get what you just heard. Probably. It is fucking awful. Of all the people that should be sitting behind a microphone, I am probably at the bottom of the list. My God. Where was I? Fucking A. If I had another recording device, it would probably be interesting to walk up to people and see... If they'd want to be on a show that they've never heard of or that anyone else has ever heard of. But, I don't know, it'd be fun to see how that played out. Uh, I do have an allotment of show stickers. So I'll be putting those up in a variety of bathrooms and other places throughout the uh, Las Vegas area. Probably just the Strip and maybe a little bit of Old Vegas as well. Uh, aside from that, I'd like to send out a, a big congratulations to everyone's favorite billionaire, Robert Kraft, who at the age of 80 has decided to give marriage another go. And I mean, why not? He's only 33 years older than his lady, so give it a go, right? I mean, I could probably think of a you know, a few other things that would be better, but uh, I would guess that the prenup for this thing is going to be thicker than Catch-22. And uh, I bet Jonathan Kraft is a tad uneasy with this, right? I mean, hey, maybe not, but you'd have to you'd have to think in the back of his mind. He's like, hey, uh, Pop, you sure about this? Because uh... look, you know, eight billion plus net worth on the line here, man. And, you know, I guess his fiance is not exactly poor. She's a, uh, a well-renowned doctor of some kind. But man, 80 years old. Hmm. I don't know. I could say all kinds of inappropriate things. I'm not going to. Not going to. You wanna know why? Because I'm the I'm a I'm a I'm a very mature person. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, uh there's that. 
there's that. And honestly, far too much uh, serious dumb shit or dumb serious shit that I am entirely unqualified to talk about. And that's all right here, right now on Complaints and Observations. Yeah. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right. Hello. How are you? Good? Yeah? All right. Cool. Hey, uh, listen, thanks for coming by. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it does mean a lot. I say this every week. Uh, it means a lot that you've taken time out of your day to listen to an idiot talk. And I am an idiot. It's 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 noted by... Not just myself, but, you know, a handful of folks. Maybe more than a handful. Maybe multiple handfuls. I don't know. It's enough. It's enough. Enough people know I'm an idiot. Um, I talked about Bob Craft in the open, right? Need to share a little uh, story with you. Story time with Dave. So, um, oh boy. When was this? I want to say... Oh, I think it was like August of 2020, maybe September. I don't know. Sometime during that late summer, early autumn uh, time of 2020, everyone's favorite year. Uh, I applied for a job as I was unemployed at the time um, with the craft group. And, you know, it was for a like a like a data analyst account manager role of some kind. I didn't at the time honestly, I was fucking throwing my hat in the ring pretty much everywhere. So there was no I don't want to say there was no thought behind it cuz you know there was. It was more okay, I I probably qualify for half this job. Let me let me put it out there. So I did, and, you know, probably a week or so went by, and I got the rejection email. Like, all right, you know, whatever. Not the biggest deal in the world, because, you know, it was only about half of what I was qualified for. So fast forward all the way to a couple weeks back. Uh, I am on the um, fake Peloton bike in the basement. And my phone rings, and it says uh, K-A-G-R. I don't know what the fuck this is, so I send it to voicemail. Get done with what I was doing, pretending to exercise. Um, 
later in the afternoon is when I realized, oh, somebody called. I should probably check, check to see the, you know, the voicemail says. The voicemail says it's so-and-so from Craft Analytic Group. I'm like, oh, like, you know, and it didn't really click at the time. So what I did is uh, return the phone call because, look, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I returned the call. Anyway, so they said, uh, we, uh, we filled the role that you applied for. However, we've expanded this particular part of the business, and uh, we, we like your experience. So we, we want to see if you'd like to apply for the job again. So like, oh, wow, okay, sure, no problem. And at the end of the call, she says, um, your LinkedIn page says that you've worked with SQL. And I say, well, you know, uh, I've used SQL. I wouldn't say that I've worked with SQL, okay? And she's like, well, what do you mean? So I said, well, I, uh, there were a handful of scripts at my past uh, job that I was able to edit to get, you know, some of the information that I needed, some of the data. Oh, okay, great. Apply for the job. Um, and then immediately I'm given uh, an email that says, hey, it's a virtual interview. So I'm like, oh, fuck. These virtual, I think I've, I may have talked about this on the show before. Back when I was really trying to find a J-O-B. Um, where, you know, you're sitting there in front of your computer and it's, the camera is recording you as it, the, you know, it asks you questions. It's like, here's, here's a question. And then they give you two minutes to record your answer. It's, it's honestly, it's terrible. Um, and I went into this thing like, all right, no big whoop. I already have a job. So it's not as if I'm, you know, need this job. So I, I didn't really take it that serious, you know? Sat here in the in the office, the broadcast palace, had my fucking hooded sweatshirt on and as cold as balls that particular day. Answer the questions and there are like some games or whatever, the, you know, some fucking brain games you're going to do, whatever, no big deal. So I did those, sent it in, no, all done. I would say two minutes later, I get a phone call from the same person who called me originally said, hey, thank you so much. We loved your video. We loved your experience. We would like to move you to the next stage. Now it's like, all right, how the fuck are we already to the next stage? It's been five minutes. Whatever. So she says, uh, we're going to send you a uh, a packet where you have to, uh, there are a couple things that you need to do. I need it back by Saturday at noon. This was Thursday afternoon. I'm like, all right, whatever, no big deal. She sends an email, and one of the tests or one of the things that I need to do was literally build a SQL script from scratch. And I'm like, oh, Christ. I told this lady I couldn't do this. So I send her a message. I send her an email. I'm like, hey, look, um, I can't build out SQL scripts. I mentioned that. I said I could edit existing scripts. You know, and even that is probably a stretch at this point. Oh, you know what? Then just skip the sequel part, do the other thing, get it back to us. Because uh, again, we're really interested in your background. We think this would be a great fit. Um, even if you can't do sequel, we, you know, 
we're thinking about creating a whole new position for you. Uh, we, we really want to get you on this team. Now, at this point, I'm taken aback. I'm just, I don't get it. <laughs> I applied for a specific role. Part of it, I cannot do. Like, cannot do. Yet, you still want me to finish this, this project. You still want me to go through with it. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Fine. So basically, it was creating a spreadsheet, a presentation, almost like a quarterly business review type of deal, except it's a pitch, okay? So I'm pitching this product that I know nothing about using data I've never seen before and is there's a fucking shit ton of data in this spreadsheet, a shit ton. And I'm putting together a terrible presentation, doing the best I can, you know, uh, highlighting some some parts of the data, putting it into the spreadsheet. I probably built out like six or seven slides um, to try to fucking put something coherent together. I spent some time Friday evening. I spent uh, about three or four hours Saturday morning working on this. Uh, I would say half of that was basically just scratching my fucking head like, you know, I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing, but whatever. So I send it back and I put the caveat in there like, all right, look, I spent all this time. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be selling. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be selling the data analytics, if you will. But I don't know how to sell that. It's just it's not a product that I'm familiar with. And, um, you know, but look, I put a ton of time into this. I'd put a ton of time into into learning the product and learning the role. I'm very interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Send it off. Two hours later, I get a phone call from the same recruiter. And she says, um, I'm sorry, we're going to go in another direction. And I said, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, uh, we weren't that impressed with your, with your presentation. Okay. Right. And I kind of understand that, but... Well, you didn't use any graphics, so... I didn't use any... So what do you want? Would you want fucking memes in there? Like, I copy and paste some of the fucking data. I put it in there. That's not good enough? The problem is that they come to me... With their hands out. Hey, do this for us. Uh, we think that you, the person, could fit in here. Uh, I was honest with these fucking people from the jump. From point one. I'm not fully qualified for this role. If you want someone who can sell consultatively and build relationships and try to try to sell a product that way, I could probably do that. But I don't know what I'm selling. So until I know what I'm selling, how the fuck do you expect me to put a presentation together? Blown away by this entire experience. And you know what's funny? The other day, there's a big fucking article. It might have been in the Globe. That, you know, Kraft Analytic Group has signed the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, like, well, Okay, so now the Eagles are going to be using this kind of data. Sure enough, there's like a dozen fucking teams in the NFL that use this service. 
Like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck? Just, it, it just kind of irritates me still with jobs. And that was a big topic of conversation on this fucking stupid show uh, back in 2020 was jobs. And just the, the stupid interviewing process and just the, all the, there are, look, there are a lot of companies that can interview well that do a good job, that lay out their expectations. They kind of tell you what the path is. I don't have any problem with that. If I know what's coming or if I have an idea, that's fine. I'm all right with that. I don't get And, you know, if surprises jump out, then fine. No big deal. But at least you give me like a fucking a syllabus, if you will, right? Here, this is how it's going to go. Boom, boom, boom. Or if not, you update me like the next day. Hey, I have to talk to so-and-so. We'll be in touch. All that's fine. But man, some of these fucking places, they just take this shit way too fucking serious. Especially for the shit jobs that I'm applying for. Not shit jobs, but... Well, I shouldn't say that. Because some of the jobs that I applied for back then were shit jobs. But there are just some fucking companies that, you know, they think that they're... Way bigger and way better than they really are. And I got a sneaking suspicion that while the, you know, this particular company, this craft analytic group are probably a, a great company. And, you know, I don't know. I'm blowing fucking smoke out my asshole. I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if you could tell by a 12-minute spiel that I have just went on. This is why I'm not a good storyteller. And I've said this multiple times. I'm a shitty storyteller. This is why I couldn't do stand-up. One, I'm not funny. Two, I can't tell stories. So I'm out. But good fucking gravy. Oh, God. Hopefully you're still awake after that. I, I wouldn't blame you if you fast-forwarded to something. I don't know. I apologize. I, I guess I just need to fucking get that off my chest. It's just kind of bothering me. Um, so now uh, I get to get into uh, the part that I talked about, the serious shit that I... I'm entirely unqualified to, to discuss, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's things going on. The big uh, topic du jour, if you will, right now is gasoline and the price of gasoline. And of course, you know, the, uh, the, the, the loud people who love to, to blame everybody uh, for the rising cost of gas. The thing that gets me, right, is the people that are blaming Joe Biden, one person, for raising the price of gas. It's like, what? Like, it, it, there's a laundry list of shit that you could be blaming Joe Biden for. Gas prices, and really the price of most everything else, it, he's he's not your, your uh, accurate source of, of frustration, or he shouldn't be. But because... That's how people in this country react to just about fucking everything. You have to blame somebody. There needs to be one person to blame, and he just happens to be the guy at the top, so that's who you blame. But the problem in this in this instance is is simply uh, greed. Corporate greed in and of itself is the problem here. The funny part about the whole thing is that in, instead of pointing figures, fingers at, you know, the people that are mostly responsible for, for, for the problem. 
are getting off scot-free. No one seems to mention that. Look, maybe I'm just looking in different places than other people. I don't know. And if this is not the case, then fine. So be it. As I said from the jump, I am entirely unqualified to talk about shit like this. But when I see shit like, um, you know, Exxon's profit margin for, for 2021 being absurdly high. The highest since 2012. I'm sorry, that's Q4. Q4, where was that? I, where's my fucking notes? Well, yeah, okay. So Q4, year over year, Exxon's revenue jumped more than 80%. And of course, because of that, they're going to start buying back stock in Q1 of 2022, which just means that rich people are going to get richer. That's all. It's a supply and demand thing. And that's the thing that kills me. The demand now is higher than it's ever been for gasoline, right? Why would, what what would, in what world would a company who sees their demand through the roof say, oh shit, we need to lower prices. That's not how it fucking works. What they're going to do is raise the prices and make more money when the demand is through the roof. Now, of course, as with everything that's going on right now, the Russians are being blamed for every single thing that happens globally, which in some cases might be accurate, but I don't think in this particular instance it is. The United States imports roughly 8 million barrels of oil per day. Per day. Most of that comes from Canada. The U.S. gets roughly 200,000 barrels, or was, uh, from Russia on a daily basis. So it's a small fraction of the amount of oil that we import. What's that, like 10%, maybe less than that? I don't know. My math is terrible. But listen, the point is, it it was mostly ceremonial when Joe comes out and says, all right, we're not going to buy Russian oil anymore. All right, terrific, great. You still have to fill that You gotta fill that in. So you're going to have to start groveling, which creates a whole other fucking set of problems because now you have to go to, to the Saudis and to UAE and to the fucking Venezuelans and God knows who else that you don't really want to deal with for whatever fucking reason. For whatever reason. We should all just fucking get along to begin with. It doesn't fucking matter. But now they have to go to these places that they don't like for a variety of different reasons. Say, oh, hey, by the way, I uh, think you could uh, spare some oil. Huh? What do you say? And of course, like the Saudis going to say no. UAE is going to say no. OPEC as a whole is going to say no. The Venezuelans, well, they might have to say yes, but who knows if they can get, even get their shit together. I don't know. Exxon, Chevron, Conoco. What's the number I saw? $46 billion in profit in 2021. Big oil is fucking cleaning up. And they're raising prices. And they're going to say that it's it's because of what's going on in Ukraine. When there's a shit ton of oil leases just sitting out there being unused. But again, it's all Joe Biden's fault. So when you have the 
the, the clever assholes running around gas stations throwing stickers up that say, oh, I did that. God, it is just so fucking stupid. It is. It's stupid. If you take 10 seconds and think about and this is what I've said a thousand times, and it keeps coming back. Just take two minutes and fucking think for a second. Think things through. You might get an answer. Do a little fucking homework. But again, and I understand you don't want to trust CNN and, and Fox and all these other fucking mainstream media places. They're not, not every word that comes out of their mouths collectively is a lie. Quit fooling yourself. It's only some of the, th- of the shit that they're saying. I'd say it's 50-50, and it's your job to fucking figure that out. Both sides. I hate being this both sides guy, but it's true. It's fucking accurate. And you know what else? It literally goes for everything. You're trying to buy anything. And inflation aside, right? In theory, inflation is supposed you're supposed to see it on the other end too. You're supposed to see the profits and the profit margins, if you will, decrease for corporations as they have to raise prices for everything in order to meet their you know, their not their bottom line, but in order to keep production up. It's not that's not happening here. You're seeing companies all over the place make a fucking shit ton of money. Nobody's nobody's crying poor here. They're just they're just raising the prices because they can. Not to mention like shit that you buy, everything's fucking smaller. <laughs> everything's fucking smaller. Price is the same, or prices are high, but nobody's screaming about that, about all that, or putting unfunny stickers on, like, a fucking package of Oreos, because the Oreos are smaller. Every fucking corporation in this country wants you to point the finger. Finger? God, this sucks. I hate when I do this. Let me talk about serious shit. Nobody wants to listen to this crap. Man. But nobody's slapping fucking uh, a Keebler Elf sticker on a package of Chips Deluxe saying, I did that, pointing to the fucking price of the, of the cookies. Somebody should. Because maybe that'll get people's attention. Like, why are we getting fucked by Keebler? Here's a, here's a sticker idea. <laughs> you have the fucking... What was the head Keebler Elf's name? Head... Keebler Elf. What was his name? Ernie? That's his name? Oh, fuck. Wow. Did you know that? If you did, kudos to you. But if you didn't, you fucking learned something today, huh? Yes. See, it can all come back around on this program, right? I can get pissed off for being serious, and then I can tell you the name of the head Keebler Elf. Ernest J. Ernie Keebler. Sticker idea. Somebody takes a picture of the fu- of Ernie Keebler, right? With his fucking pants down around his ankles. With his fucking Keebler wang out. And he's, he's uh, you know, boning the, the sticker price at the grocery store. 
and pointing, I did that. I think that works. That works. That plays. Ernie. I can't believe I didn't know that. According to Wikipedia, Ernie is the head elf and the friendliest of the bunch. I think that's an assumption. Corporate America wants you to blame anybody else. They don't want the attention on them. They want people to blame Joe Biden, Donald Trump, fucking Nancy Pelosi, Ted Cruz, all those fucking idiots. Corporate America wants you to blame them. Spend your time thinking about them. When it has so little to do with them. And more to do with the fact that your Swiss cake rolls are fucking half the size that they were 10 years ago. That's what they want you to fucking believe. Here I am doing this shit when last week one of my gripes was conspiracy theories. Oh, man, am I a fucking hypocrite, huh? And then, of course, there's the actual, you know, uh, war going on in Ukraine. That just seems to be getting worse by the day, um, which is exactly what uh, Putin wants. Like he's going to do um, sick shit to try to draw NATO into this conflict. That's his goal now, because he knows that he, he can't just, you know, waltz into, into the Ukraine like he... I gotta stop saying the Ukraine. It's not it. It's just Ukraine. You can't. He couldn't just waltz into Ukraine and and you know take it over in a week like he thought he could do. Because it's gonna just drag out. So all he's gonna do then is just keep shelling constantly. Today, Wednesday, he fucking blew up a goddamn children's hospital. Like how how fucking sadistic can you be? And his reasoning behind the whole thing is stupid, where he said, oh, I'm, I'm trying to rid rid Ukraine of Nazis. Like, buddy. The fucking, you know, the Jewish president, I said this, I think I said this last week or the week prior, the, the Jewish president, uh, the uh, majority Jewish uh, cabinet, it's like, what, are, what are you talking about? There's a Nazi problem in every country on the fucking planet. That's just how it is. White nationalists, they're fucking everywhere. That's just the way they are. Fucking stupid, shitty people. They're all over the place. But this is his justification to his people for why he has this, quote, special operation, end quote, uh, because, you know, he's not going to call it a war. And then you have, you know, there's a couple of solid allies of the Russians, the Chinese and the Indians, and they're, you know, they're not really doing much of anything. They're just kind of keeping their, their hands back. The Chinese are donating roughly $760,000 to the Ukrainian cause. Like, what? Really? You'd better off doing nothing. I don't understand. So he's just going to keep doing, like, sick, twisted, demented shit uh, to try to get, to try to escalate this thing. So it's tough because, it, on one hand, you, you want to... You want you want to end this, but it's not going to end. 
So you, you got to kind of keep a an arm's length distance and try to find ways to help out without helping out. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just fucking sad. It's depre- not depressing because, you know, as some of the folks in, in Ukraine have said, look, life goes on. It's still depressing. Especially when you when you see the pictures of the fucking kids and the and the animals and the kids and the animals. Adults, I could you know, whatever. Kids don't fucking know any better. Animals don't know any better. It sucks. It's it's it's, it's awful. So you sit there and you hope you know that common sense prevails at some point, but you know you should know that that's probably not the case. Um, you know, the Russians are going to get entirely cut off from the rest of the world. So it's going to be curious to see how that progresses too, because eventually they're, you know, the Russian people are going to be brainwashed enough to believe anything because they don't have any outside information. So they don't fucking know anything. The propaganda is going to be going crazy. It already is. And you have the, uh, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church the other day, saying that uh, gay pride parades were the reason for the Ukraine war. Gay pride parades. Imagine fucking, imagine being so goddamn ignorant. Like, that. that's what you think. And, and imagine caring enough that that's what you think. That, that you think what people do behind closed doors is somehow causing consternation in your in your home if you will it fucking drives me nuts here in this country you have a lot of fucking shitty uh, people doing very similar things uh, Idaho Florida Missouri Texas all all trying to say that they're standing up for kids by uh, you know Basically, screwing transgender children. Now, my stance on this whole thing is that if it doesn't concern you and they're not hurting anyone, why the fuck do you care? It's only done to rile up your base. It's only, again, because everything has to be fear. Everything has to be fear-based because part of their argument is that you know, they're going to say that these kids are, are going to be irreparably harmed if they're allowed by their parents to do these things, right? Same with abortion. Like, they don't fucking care about these kids when they're born. They, don't, they can pretend. They don't fucking give two shits. They care more about unborn children than actual born children. Oh, you need time off to raise your kid for a few months? Well, you're not getting paid for that. Fuck you. Oh, you need health care for your fucking kid? Nope, sorry, can't do it. Cut the shit. Fucking Florida. What a fucking cesspool of a state. Oh, God. Don't say gay. The GOP in Florida has canceled gay. 
I haven't spent nearly enough time digging into that bullshit piece of legislation because quite frankly, it's, it is, it's infuriating, but they've gone and canceled gays. GOP in Tennessee, they're banning books. They've canceled books. Tell me again how they're against cancel culture. When they're right at the forefront, they're doing the same fucking shit that the far left is doing. When they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan and try to cancel people for saying shit they don't like. It's the same fucking thing. Problem is, you know, they can't see that. Both sides can't fucking see that they're equally as shitty and that the vast majority of the country is in the middle of these two fucking stupid-ass far sides. It is very frustrating to those of us who reside in reality, in common sense. Like, I'm at a lot, I don't know, I don't know. Like, what the fuck, what do you say there? What else do you fucking say? (laughs) Oh, my God. I read something the other day about um, corporate uh, entities, companies, coming up with plans to get people to go back to the office. It's like, what the fuck? Why? What the fuck are you doing? Well, it's like, okay, well, they spent all this money on real estate. They have to justify the investments or they want people to go back to the office. Even though, you know, it's way better for the workforce in general to be able to work from home. I know it's way better for me. My office is 90 feet away from my fucking house. Not 90 feet, but it's very close. It's stupid. Just, you know, eat eat the fucking loss on the real estate. Probably You're probably better off. Again, more shit that I am not qualified to talk about. This has been a horrifically boring episode. Where do I go now? Let's see. What's on my list? I'm not going to talk about Stephen Miller. Fuck that guy. I had another excellent idea the other day. I bought a new shirt. I bought a shirt for Vegas that I'm very excited about. Um, it it was supposed to be a Tommy Hilfiger, but when it showed up, it was a Tommy Bahama. Even better. So I thought, why doesn't Tommy Bahama make like a, um, a business line and call it Thomas J. Bahama? Hmm? That's a fucking great idea. You don't need to fucking put palm trees on it. You use the same material to make your entire line of, uh, of you know, of, of business attire, right? Thomas J. Bahama. I don't even know what the J stands for. I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, I thought about talking about Aaron Rodgers again, but, ugh, you know, more more boring fucking shit. Yeah, honestly, I, look, 
I thought I would I would have it tonight. I thought I, you know, I went into this. All right, I got I got some serious topics I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna get down. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna share some knowledge. I'm gonna spread in what's the only thing I've taught people today? Hmm? Ernie Keebler. Ernie fucking Keebler. It's the only thing I've taught you people today. Everything else is just me. Being frustrated behind a microphone. About world events that I cannot control. Stupid. Thomas J. Bahama. It's a fucking great idea. It really is. Don't, I mean, don't sit there and, and say that it's not. Because it's a fucking excellent idea. Granted, it would be marketed to people like 45 and over. Note, I said 45, and not 44. Dave, it's Bankley, live from Pitley's Pub. What's up? Um, and music, I don't know where it is, man. Fucking DJ, get the music going. So I was just thinking about life and the events you talked about in the pod recently, Ukraine versus Russia. I woke up and I was like, holy shit, I'm 25% Ukrainian. Why didn't I think of that? Am I that ignorant? Am I that stupid? Should I care a lot more now? What do I do? I don't know. Just an observation. Have a good night. Thank you as always, Scott Banksley, for that uh, very timely voicemail. I didn't even intro the voicemails. Just went right into it. Why? Got to catch you off guard. And because you don't care. Scott, uh, yeah, 25% Ukrainian. Yeah, you probably should cheer a little bit harder for, for your uh, folks. There's, there's another word, and I've lost it. Um, but yeah, yeah, you should be pulling harder for the Ukrainians, I think, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't think you need to be adding flags to your uh, Twitter name. Uh, I don't think you need to be going that far. Um, perhaps you could... Um, Donate to World Central Kitchen, like I suggested last week, and have uh, done so on the uh, Instagram page. You could do that. You could, uh, I don't know. What what do you do? Hmm. Interesting. I don't, I don't know what you would do. I am literally uh, stumped. Like, if you were half Ukrainian, it might be a little different. Then, then you might have to start adding the Ukrainian flag to your Twitter name. Um, but I mean, you know, anything, anything less than that, I think it's up to you, really. I think you have to make that decision. It's, it's you know, that, that's a, that's a you decision. Maybe sit down with the family, discuss it, tell your children, hey, you're 12 and a half percent Ukrainian. What do you guys think we should do? Granted, you might frighten your wife, but who knows? Maybe she'd be into it. Maybe she's part Ukrainian, too. I don't know. I don't want to call it a dilemma, because I don't think it's a dilemma. I think it's uh, an interesting observation that you've made, and that's the whole point of the voicemail line, 617. 
617-657-4736. Now, I do have another voicemail. This one from AP Dave. Some real first world problem shit. Listen to this. This is good. Hey, Dave. Uh, AP Dave here. Been a while. Uh, so I just ordered Uber Eats uh, for breakfast. I got McDonald's, uh, bacon, egg, cheese, and the griddle. Uh, someone in a group text was talking about it, and I just I had to I had to get it. So it got me got me hooked on it. But I know we've talked about Uber a lot. I feel like on this show, you know, when I'm taking the picture, stupid. Um, I don't think we've talked about them delivering on a bicycle. Uh, when you pull up the app, I see that the guy who's getting my food right now is on a bike. Uh, that's not going to work for me. I don't want my food breezing in the wind when it's 20 degrees outside. I wanted a nice, warm car. Uh, kind of a different experience, if you ask me. Really hope I'm not the only one here, but really had to share it. See what I mean? That is some um, top-notch first-world issues. I just punched the mic. I'm sorry. Um, when I have used food delivery apps, okay, I live in the fucking sticks. So... Uh, I'm not getting bicycled uh, food deliveries. Uh, Dave lives in the city, so he's going to get bicycle deliveries. The thing that gets me here is like, if it's really 20 degrees outside at the time when he called, which was earlier this week, 20 degrees, and you're fucking, you're delivering food on a bike? Like, dude, that is... That takes balls, right? I mean, it's gotta. Because you have to, you have to pedal hard, uh, pedal fast. Get you have to make sure that you get this food to that person before the cold weather can get into the bag, right? Now I wonder how it arrived. I'm very curious to find out if if this food uh, was cold when it got there. Um, if it was in a different type of bag, I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, he's ordering McDonald's. It's not like they have all-weather bags for their Uber Eats bicycle people. Although, I wonder if the actual delivery guy has his own bag. And then puts that in almost like, you know, remember those Domino's bags that they made a big deal out of? You know, the insulated bags. I wonder if that's the case. And does this guy have like an old school newspaper basket on the back of his bike? Yours truly had one of those. <laughs> I delivered newspapers for a long time as a, as a boy. You know, newspapers. Remember those? And uh, I had two bicycles and a mountain bike that had a fucking <laughs> paper basket on the back. There's nothing cooler than when you're in your early, that, that, that weird like tween period of your life when your first hair grows in your balls and you're riding around with a double basket on the back of your fucking mountain bike. <laughs> Oh, man, that is so bad. 
Um, but I'm, I have a lot of questions because I, I, I've never experienced the Uber delivery by bicycle. It's just, it's always been a car everywhere I've, I've lived. Well, in, in, in the food delivery era, I've lived in two places. Both were in the sticks. So never had to deal with a bicycle delivery. That's a, it's an interesting question. I pose it to the audience. How would you feel about the uh, hot food delivery on a cold day by someone on a bike? There has to be more to it. Because I'm willing to bet that this person had their own like sort of setup to ensure that your food arrived hot. Or as hot as it could be. Because we all know that with Uber Eats, that shit showing up cold no matter what. And you have to reheat that shit all the time. Especially french fries. Fuck them. Yeah. As it is the end of the show, and as it is Thursday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show, uh, the part when the show is almost over. It is time for three gripes. Thus far, it's been, what, 50 minutes of snooze fests and Ernie Keebler. It's been boring. It's been a terrible episode. And again, every single episode is the same. They're all bad. There's always a shred of uh, not terrible, entirely terrible. I'm sure there's one in there somewhere. I don't know. But there's still there's, there's you know more to go here. So strap in for three lousy gripes. <laughs> oh, I'm tired today. I'm fucking tired. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hungry, too. I haven't eaten. I didn't eat dinner yet. I don't need to eat. You're fat, you fucking dummy. Shut up. Uh, gripe number one. Resealable packaging that won't re reseal. This is an entirely relatable gripe. There is no one... Uh, there's no one on Earth. I shouldn't say on Earth, but... There's no one that's ever had a resealable package that that gets it resealed perfectly every time. Because they don't work. Not all of them, most of them. The biggest examples, right, <clears throat> are food. So, obviously, most resealable packaging is going to be for food. But, you know, um, they all try to get fucking clever with this thing as if it's like a special add-on. It's like, oh, you're getting a resealable package. Yeah, well, when the fucking thing doesn't work, what then what? Then what do I get? I get stale or, or, or fucking rotten shit. You go to the deli, okay? Whatever happened to just the fucking, like, sticker? They all have to use the goddamn resealable package at the deli. If that little plastic thing comes off, you're fucked. You're screwed. And now whatever was in there is going to go bad. Uh, what else? Like pretzels. There's a pretzel company. Um, I can't re remember which one. <laughs> Resealable package. 
fucking thing doesn't reseal. But the biggest problem, you ever buy like the uh, the cooked chicken pieces from Purdue? Good fucking luck trying to reseal those things. It is impossible. You know, you got to sit there and tear that piece of plastic off before you even get to the resealable portion of the packaging. If you fuck that up, gone. Whole package is, is wasted. Why they don't make that serrated, I will never know. Never know. The whole thing's a fucking sham. It's not a benefit to anyone. And look, manufacturers should have to publicly show multiple people opening and then resealing their packaging before it can be released to the general public. Because it fucking sucks. <laughs> oh, you're so petty and stupid. <clears throat> Gripe number two. Uh, old people who have no concept of their surroundings. Case in point. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the wife and I were at the grocery store, and we're it's a very busy uh, day. So I would say like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And there's only a handful of registers open. So, you know, to avoid standing in the, you know, the middle of the fucking walkway so that people can't get by in the front of the aisles, we're kind of off to the side behind another guy. But we're clearly in line. Like, multiple people have seen we're in line, or they've asked, hey, you in line? Yep. End of discussion. They're fine with it. Well, this old couple decides they're just going to stand right behind the guy that was in front of us as if we don't even exist. No fucking clue. And I'm, you know, we're, we're not far away. They just don't fucking see it, and they don't fucking care. I've asked this question multiple times. What is the point in life? At what age do you just completely stop caring about everything around you? I hope I never get to that point. And I also hope I never get to the point where I can't fucking see what's going on going on around me. I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come. And I'm sure it's I'm sure it's already on its way. But man, it's, then it's like, if you're at a, any place that has like a menu board, and you've heard this, you've heard this a thousand times, like old people trying to order shit off a menu board, staring at it, entirely confused as if they've never been to this particular establishment before, or, or any establishment like it. It's like they've just come, they, they're from another planet, they just landed here, and the first place they go is a fucking Wendy's drive through or whatever, and they have to stare at it. It's so weird, like, the disconnect between, like, my generation, okay? I was born in 1978. Now, take someone the generation before that, so 1958. They lived a very long time before the technology that became, like, prevalent in my life and so they are so far behind they were in their you know mid-30s early 40s before they you know had something that they could get into 
You know what I mean? If you know what I mean by that, then, hey, more fucking power to you. Because yeah, even I confused myself when I said that. But I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. The disconnect there. And maybe it's even an unwillingness to learn. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Which kind of leads me to gripe number three. Uh, YouTube. Kids fucking watch YouTube and can watch YouTube all day. I can't do that. So, like, watching some shit on YouTube that's longer than three minutes, and it depends on what it is, because not everything that's three minutes is going to be filled with ads. It's just certain YouTube channels. Like, for example, Barstool, forget it. I've tried to watch this, like, Deion Sanders, Jackson State thing, Jacksonville State thing, multiple times. Try Sit down, try to watch it. It's supposed to be very good, but apparently if you don't watch it live, you're fucked because it's just going to be, it's going to be ads every four minutes, literally every four minutes in a fucking 35, 40 minute presentation. You know what the worst part is? It was the same fucking ad every single fucking time. I couldn't finish the first episode. Couldn't do it because there were so many fucking ads. And there are ads built into the fucking show. Like Chevy? Holy Christ. Oh my God, it was blatant. Like you really needed to fill the rest of your fucking episode with more ads? Chevy didn't pay you enough? Get them to, get them to pay you more so that people don't have to sit and watch Bill Goldberg talk about Dodge every fucking four minutes. Because that's exactly what fucking happened. Awful. The only stuff that I watch on YouTube anyway, like uh, Meat Church, which is like the barbecue joint down in Texas. Every week they have a, a new recipe, a new video. I watch that. I watch like uh, the Pat McAfee show. I watch that, but that's live. Uh, Dan Levitard, I watch that. So, yeah, I usually go back and watch those, and it's not full of ads because they have ads in the fucking built into the body of the program. I have no patience for that. I have no patience for ads. It's like, oh well, do you want ad-free uh, experience? It's fucking fifteen bucks a month. You want me to pay fifteen dollars a month to watch YouTube? No, I have not gotten to that point just yet. Down the road, who knows? We'll see. But it's going to be a long time before I get to that point. That's it for the show. Show's over. And look, my sincerest apologies for the sleep-inducing program. Uh, you know, you had to sit and listen to me ramble about bullshit that I don't know what I'm talking about. And again, I it's in the intro. I'm the smartest man in the room, and I'm the only one there. And it was never more true than today. <laughs> oh, I need some fucking sleep, man. God. Um, listen, go to the Twitter page at ComplaintsPod. You can go to the 
Instagram page at complaints pod. Um, my hope is that I'm able to provide some content while I'm away. Uh, that'll be, I don't know, marginally entertaining. Probably not, but we'll see. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I will not put anything up there other than the the weekly, hey, new episode. That's it. That's all you get from me. Dunzo. Nada. That's it. I have a YouTube page, but I don't do anything with it. I have a Twitch channel. I actually tried fucking around with Twitch after work today because I'm like, all right, let's let's get into this and figure it out. I still couldn't figure it out. Can't fucking figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing. It just keeps telling me I'm offline and I can't. I, I don't know. Okay, you know, I'm not going to be able to add any sort of value to with that medium anyway. So what the fuck? But I was like, all right, let's let's dick around. Let's do like a, you know, an, an intro to the show while I'm building content for that particular episode. I, I'll, I'll record myself doing it. But no, nah, I didn't. It, I couldn't. Uh, couldn't get it to work. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, there's a Twitch channel. I have a TikTok page. I've done nothing with. Maybe I'll do some TikToks while I'm in Vegas. We'll see. Probably not. But that's at complaints talk t o k. Um, six one seven six five seven four seven three six. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Complain. Be like Scott, be like Dave, be like my buddy Andrew, be like Donnie. Also, whoa, forget about this. Shout out Donnie. Supporting the program. Uh, Donnie actually bought a Complaints and Observations t-shirt. Can you fucking believe that? I made 22 cents on that t-shirt, Donnie. Thanks, buddy. But he bought the Trent Frederick-themed shirt. It's pretty sweet. It's a sweet shirt. You should check it out. Um, bonfire.com slash store slash complaints. But you can find the link on my link tree, which you'll find and in the bio uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. So check it out, man. Man. Uh, what else do I got? Nothing. I got nothing. If if I, you know, if all four of my listeners listen to this, I will be fucking shocked. Shocked. But I thank you. If you've managed to get this far, you're the fucking bee's knees, man. Or girl. Probably all dudes anyway, you know. I, I Look, tell your moms. Get your moms on board. You know? I could see how some moms might enjoy my program. Probably not, but I don't know. Uh, But that's it. Listen, again, thank you so much. And as always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.